For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an OXP audio experience. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach podcast brought to you by the one and only OXP Media and the Battle Canada series. Now, folks, I'm bringing it back. I'm, uh, I'm bringing it back to where it all began. All right. We're heading to the 401 East. We're going up the road to the 514, baby. Pa-ho Going up the road to the 514 in MTL. Uh, My man you. Ian Thomas, radio host and podcaster. Yeah. Running with wolves. You know it. Tell him about it. It's too much. It's too much. I'm giving you the first one of the year. You're Listen, the first man. show I've done. Thank I haven't even done my podcast this year. I didn't do the morning show. You're the first show I'm doing this year. That's I'm what a wolf. Talking about. Yo, I'm half man, half wolf, Mike. Man, Ian Thomas. Um, Full disclosure, I've known Ian from way back in the day from when I was in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, we were always hanging out in kids. We played a lot of basketball, man. We played on a few different teams. I think like DJ Sports we played on. We won the championship at Wager. Uh, we played <laughs> AA. We played AAU at Sun Youth. Like we went, we went in. Like, like we really went in. I think I think we had maybe like a four-year period where it was just maybe a week or two we didn't see each other. Yeah, probably. like we played all year round, so it was beautiful. We, man. we were all over the place. We were in the yeah. states a lot. We we're all over the place. Uh, but but Ian, man, what's what's good, my brother? What's good? What's happening? I do a little bit, you know. I, you know, I only do the best morning show in the city. Uh, the most, you know. Tell me like, about it. Tell me about it. Uh, so about two years, two and a half years ago, uh, I got the opportunity to do uh the morning slot on Friday. How, how did that come about, though? Well, listen, I had to sell my soul to the devil, Mike. <laughs> I feel you, fam. I feel you. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes in life to move ahead, you have to, you know, work with some people that, you know, you might not agree with them all the way, but they're going to open doors for you, right? So I was able to put myself uh, in a situation where I was able to get a slot at CKT, which is the number one uh, community radio station. It's rated, called Montreal, all of that. And um, I told him, hey, listen, I want to come and do this morning show. So me and my partner, Louina, we went up there. I interviewed some people. I got a beautiful co-host from Paris, this girl named Kay. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna need to bring a guy in, Mike, to DJ and cause cause when I'm talking, I can't do the board and talk at the same time. <laughs> so I brought I brought super producer RG Music into the fold. I said, you know what? I didn't want to do something like the Breakfast Club, but I felt like we didn't want y'all have an urban morning show. And I hate to say urban morning show. We didn't have a black morning show where you felt like, yo, it's Friday, we just kick the shit. We talked a little bit of news and had 
and finally have a group of people to have an honest discussion about the issues happening in the city. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For a lot of those Toronto people listening, Montreal, we got the most horrible roads. We're the most pettiest oh, province in goodness. the country. Lord. You know yep. what I mean? I'm surprised <laughs> you ain't wearing a neck brace yet. <laughs> I mean, what's in the mouth? The amount of money, there's no point getting a new car in Montreal. Mike, they found out, they found about a year ago, there's like 2 million rats in LaSalle under, under, <laughs> under the oh, sewer system. Um, we spend millions, millions of dollars on a bridge. And then what we do after, we, we spend more money to examine the effects of the lights on the bridge on the neighboring communities. This wow. is Montreal. And so it's wow. a wild place, but we never had, we ne you know, when you sit down and you talk to anybody from Montreal, no one ever say, yo, besides Don Smoon, and shout out to Don Smoon, because all of us grew up on K-102. We always have our radios and taping off Don Smoon, but we never had a morning show. You know, that was black. That was urban. You know, I play R&B. I play trap music. You know, I play future in the morning, Mike. You know, I, I hear you. You know, I I'm loving it. Future. Oh, yeah. I, I love the misogyny. Oh, yeah. But there's some issues that I felt like the conversation needed to be directed by, by more capable hands. And I felt we did that. You know, for a long time, I was just CJD, Virgin, The Beat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we can't talk. I can't talk about Jay. When Kanye drops an album, for example. Yeah, yeah. When Kanye and Drake drop an album, where's that show that's going to give you some exclusive? Where's that show that's going to give you, you know what I mean? Play the, play, play the first 30 seconds. Press pause. Come back in. Give your gunshot. Who's doing that? Right, because we don't have it. <laughs> So, I, so, you know, I brought that flavor to the table and, you know, and I did it with a great cast of people, um, Soke, Lorena, RG. So it's a beautiful thing that school people came and went in terms of interns, but I really want to do it. And over time, Mike, because we couldn't really see the numbers in terms of how many people listen online or on the apps. We only got like, um, only just a portion, only people that listen off the website itself, off CKT, right? So I don't know numbers until sometimes I check on my program director. I'm doing about 20,000 listeners on a Friday. I've had people stop me on the road that don't look like me in terms of they're not black, they're in their 40s, their 50s, and they're white. And they're like, yo, you're better than a shot of espresso in the morning. I have people telling me, Mike, <laughs> I have people telling me, Mike, they can't leave the parking lot. They can't leave their car. Because I'm in the middle of a segment, Mike. You can't leave. And, so tell me, tell me this step. How did you get into this? Because <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I'm sure you never woke up one morning when you were 12 years old and was like, mm, I want to be in broadcasting. You know what I mean? So how did you, I mean, how did you get the yeah. first desire to uh, want to be in on the mic? Well, you know, we have a mutual friend, which is um, Big Brick, Rodney. Uh, Rodney used to rap. So Rodney used to rap in his basement and I used to get on there. I, I could never rap, but I just like to hear the sound of my voice. And I started seeing around me that like, no matter what I said, people just like hearing me say shit on the beat. And then I started hearing my voice with the beat. I'm like, okay, this can work. This can work. And, you know, I came up listening to DJ Clue and Envy and Kenny Slade, and I've always got hype off it, right? I'm the type of guy, if I hear a song that really speaks to me, I'm able to just come construct the intro or the interlude. Um, eventually, I told Rod, I started selling some clothes from guys out in New York, and I told Brick, hey, listen, let's do a promotional mixtape, and let's get guys from around the city that's, that's popping, that's rapping, and let's put them all on the same tape. And that's how we started with the hood mixtapes. I did two of those. I've had everybody on that. And a lot of people that's been on Hotel Mixer have blown up. And so that's kind of how that vibe started being around the mic. And then um, a couple of years passed, I went up with this other super producer, KT the Beat Boy. He was from Miami. He knew how to do radio shows. And then this was like way before podcasting became cool. And then him and I start building it and doing it. And then, you know, he taught me, you know, the little intricacies of being on air, say less, try to get more into the time. 
And, uh, you know, and that just blew up from there. And I just kept doing it and doing it. I did a gray zone with Fat Cat for a bit. And then after I didn't broadcast for a year and I came back around the world, was in the morning detour. And here we are. So I know you work out a lot and um, you've been balling since you were young. So tell me what kind of impact sports has played in your life. What kind of role did it play? You know, first and foremost, if it wasn't for us playing ball at Sunyu, you know, listen, I would have probably had like eight baby mothers. I would have probably had two coke addictions. I would have probably been shot for running off my mouth. Oh, man. Sunyu taught us so much discipline. I remember one time you yeah, and I was I running suicides. I think we were about 14 years old. And we, we might have messed up at the game before. And you remember they told us for every layup miss or every rebound miss, it's a suicide. Oh yeah. I, I remember running that. twenty I remember running twenty-five champions with you one pass. The whole pass was champion. Oh you I thought you know what I'm talking about. And I remember doing it and I remember looking at you guys and I said, you know, this is this is brotherhood, this is the camaraderie, you know, this is love right here. So playing basketball has taught me um just just the desire to just work with people. It, it showed you how to be a workable person and understand how different people are gonna bring different things to the table. Also about discipline. You know, we had to show up to practice. We had to dress a certain way. We couldn't talk crazy around the coaches. We had to come to the games looking a certain way. So basketball really taught you how to be disciplined, how to stick within a regiment, and to trust in the process. But trust me, if it wasn't for basketball, I'd be a totally different person. Tell me about a time when you were, say, doing a show or doing an interview. Mm -hmm. And things just went completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you two quick ones. Sometimes, sometimes I'll do an interview. My mind is so vast, like because when I do interviews, I'm actually listening to you. So, mm. but I also got to keep track of the flow of conversation and where we're going next, right? So sometimes I have these blacks. I mean, I have and not because I'm ill prepared. It's not because I know what I'm doing. It's just I I really love having dope conversations conversations with people right so i get so in tune with what we're talking about i forgot what we're going on next you know we can stay on this tangent forever one time we're doing the morning show at just a time when um lord fire was still doing the show he brought on a guest and he was talking about haiti and stuff like that and I, I really have a problem with especially people in the black community that's quick to point fingers yes white people have done some stuff to us but we've done a lot of stuff to ourselves as well and that doesn't that doesn't take away from what, what the white person done for us but when you come on my show on my platform, we're not, not gonna stare this the way you wanna stare this. I come from a place of um, facts and not emotion. I'm about, let's, let's display the whole picture of things and let's take it from there. So the gentleman's there and he's talking about Haiti, Mike. And he's going off the white people pillaging Hillary Clinton, this and that. I'm not Haitian, but, it, but they say I'm not real Haitian because I grew up with my Grenadian mother. But my uncle is the guy. My uncle used to be the guy that spoke on TV for the Haitian community. He worked at the mayor's office. Kedre Ipolit is my uncle. That's okay. my blood. You know what I mean? I, you know, my cousin is kid there. Like, he's diamond ballers. You know, how, how much street, how much street games do these dudes win? <laughs> diamond ballers. Kid that people in my dog. Played Dawson, won national championships with Olga. Mm -hmm. I come from, I come from real stock. You know, the bloodline is real. I'm like Charles. I'm like Charles. I'm like Charles from the Royals. So the dudes there, he's talking about Hades, and he's blaming the Clintons and the white people and stuff like that. And... I don't know if you're at that moment, Mike, where you have to say something. Because when you produce a show and you host it, you take pride in what's going on. Yeah, yes, yes. So, yes. so, Mike, so Rick, I see Rick, and I'm, I'm standing up, Mike, and I'm holding it in a little bit. I'm holding it. I was like, nah, I got it. I had to say something. I said, I said, hold on, brother. I said, black people have done some things as well. Two other black people in Haiti. I know, I know about the electricity. I know about the water thing. There are a lot of little things that's happening in the government down there that blacks are doing to other blacks. 
Yo, you went off on me on air. So now I have to make a decision. went off on you. He starts raising his voice. You don't raise your voice on my show. So now it's Friday morning. It's eight o'clock. Anyway, because people are messaging me. They're like, people are stuck in the cars. There's no way you're going to come on my show and try to run me. You, you don't cut me off. You don't tell me how this goes. You're a guest. You, you know, Mike is like, it's like you invite someone to stay at your house and they're going to tell you how to paint your guest room. This is not how this works. Mm-hmm. This is how this works. So me and him's going back. He's raising the with me. I'm like, you have to admit that black people have done stuff, disgraceful stuff to other black people as well. And, and the fact that some people are black community, and this guy's a popular radio show too on the French, on the French side. And the fact that people won't omit that is a little bit troublesome to me. So we're going yeah, back and fact. forth. It's a fact. So we're going to talk somebody else. I remember too, you know, white people listen to shit, right? So I was like, you know what? Let me just pull back. But yeah, that, I'll never forget that because he's really getting hyped. And he really got hyped. And that was the first time someone really got hyped with me live on air, challenged me. Anybody in the room just got kind of awkward too, Mike. I don't know if you had that experience. When, when, when I, I, I saw so many people get close to the mic and just kind of went back. I saw oh, Kate yeah. come close and went back. Is that, 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 uh uh-uh, uh, I'm sitting this one out. And I'm feeling the sweat, Micah. I'm feeling no. the sweat because I'm getting hot. You know, we from Wager. Yeah. <laughs> we from fighting. We from fighting stock. Yeah, Tell me this. What's something, you, what's something you understand and know now in your life that you wish you knew when you were 18? Love. I wish I wish, I wish I allowed love in my life more before, opposed to now. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... In what way, can't, though? What do you expand? What do you mean? When, when I mean accepting love, it's like, um, I think I've taken this wolf idea a little bit too far over the years, but that's my nature. You know, people do what they feel comfortable doing, right? I think for a lot for a lot of years, I didn't allow love. I didn't allow, you know, I was very skeptical of a lot of people. And when you block that kind of blessing, I could I, I may have I may have been able to be blessed years ago, but I was really blocking a lot of love. So doing broadcasting, interviewing all these doctors and philosophers and really influential people that have impacted black culture, you learn about yourself. Because you do if you're a real broadcaster. You're, you're not just interviewing someone, you're having a conversation. I'm learning about you a little bit, right, at the same time. So I pick up some of the habits. I, I do, like, say, um, when I had Mama or Quran, she did a writing session. I'll go do it. You know, I'll be a guinea pig for the fans so they can see how it goes down. But I wish I had allowed myself to accept love from others when I first started, opposed to now. Um, so why do, you think, why do you think you just, why do you think you didn't, though? Oh, well, listen, man, uh, why do you think I did? Well, you know, you know, maybe a little bit of trauma, you know, you know, I've been in relationships with girls, stuff like that. And sometimes when you feel like someone has taken advantage of your love, of, of what you give to them, in your next situations, you'll be a little bit more reticent to just willingly just give that. So for a long time, I never wore my heart on my sleeve. I'm not saying I do now, but I'm more open. I'm more connected with those around me and what people are trying to put bring into my life as well. Tell me about... How do I, how do I want to say this? It's curse. Tell me something about you. Tell me something about you um, that you're not really comfortable with people knowing. Something about me that I'm not comfortable with people knowing. Uh, probably, probably the fact that I'm in love with my partner. Uh, that's not something I like to really talk about that much because I'm, because I, you know, I look at the kind of shows that I do, right? So I do a morning show. So I do the news. I do culture, we do community updates. And you got to think about that's public, right? That's 20,000 people. That's morning. So there's still some certain kind of regulations, but I also do a wild podcast, right? When I started running the walls, it was just stories about sex and women. And I had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And now in this new iteration in 2021, it's, it's nothing but 
raw, honest conversations with dope individuals that have impacted Black culture now. So that's different, right? But when you're so public and you talk about sex and you talk about relationships and you're in people's face and you really know what you're talking about, it makes you a target, Mike. So, so, so what does she say? Does she say you better not get on there and say any crazy shit? No, 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 no. <laughs> she's not saying that like that. No, no. She's actually open for the crazy shit. And it, it took a while to find a person that was cool like that. But also, too, once people know what's close to your heart, they know, they know where to throw the arrows. They know how to attack you. So those are some of the things that I'm not really open to share, but people know about now because I got nothing to hide, really. I got nothing to hide, really. Um, I'm also into uh, gardening. I like operas. I like, I want to play the You violin. like walks on the beach, too? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? <laughs> no, I like walks on the beach. No, <laughs> I don't like sand under my feet. But a lot of people don't know. Um, shit, I'm, I, I, I be telling you too much, Mike. It's only because we old friends. Yo, when come I was, on, man. <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was 10, 11 years old, I used to go up to the Codenez Library. Um, right next to Codenez Metro. And mm-hmm. I used to go upstairs to they had, like, this art place. And I used to get tickets to like these um, pieces of theater. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know I've been watching, I've been a, I've been a fan of theater for a long time. Yes, really? I love Future. Yes, I love Blunts and Hopes. Yes, I love going to the Dominican <laughs> Republic. Yes, I love going to the strip club. Yes, I love pouring oil on all kinds of stuff. But I'm very cultured as well. I love British stuff. Um, I, love, I love opera. I love theater. I love classical music. I love German classical music specifically. Um, Amadeus is one of my favorite movies, and I love gardening. So a lot of people don't know that. Do you do you think when you're on the mic and and starting this, whether it be a podcast or radio, do you think this is more about purpose or or passion for you? Oh, is it more purpose than passion? <laughs> well, listen, Mike. Think? Mike, that's a tough one. Mike, that might be one of the toughest questions anybody would ask me. Um, let me put it this way: it's it's a passion because. Because I know I would have done it, I was doing it when I wasn't being recognized for it. So a lot of the jokes, like the Pastor Thomas, a lot of the characters that I do are things that I did for Lorena and Saturday for years. But it's a purpose. It became a purpose over time when I got deep into and I understand the landscape of broadcasting and, and the fact that there aren't a lot of Black broadcasters like us in, in this country. There are not a lot of guys that are, that are really directing the Black conversation, the urban conversation in this country. Too. So it's nice to understand that, like, yo, it's meaningful what I'm doing. It's important what I'm doing. Because if we don't do what we're doing, Mike, corny dudes are going to do it or you're going to get some guy from Manitoba to go on Vice and, and, and do it, right? So 100%. God has given us a talent. So God has given us a talent, Mike, to connect with people, a talent to really create a platform where other people can come and share their ideas and share their great um, contributions to our culture. Mm-hmm. And that makes it purposeful. Like what we're doing is important. It's meaningful. So start off with passion. Over time, it became a fusion between passion and purpose. What we do, Mike, is very necessary. Oh, they need us, Mike. And we more fun. We're just more fun. <laughs> just more fun. That's it. We're just more fun. Now, let me ask you this, because I ask, usually, for the most part, I ask this to everyone who comes onto my show. Right. All right. So if you had the chance to learn from anyone in the past or the present, doesn't matter who, mm. who would it be? If you got a chance to sit down with somebody for two hours and just talk with them. If I could sit down with, for two hours with somebody and just talk with them. And you Dead or alive? Ah, dead or alive? That's a good one. That's a really, really um. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm give it to you like this. Alive? I would love to sit down for two hours with Dave Chappelle. Really? Dave Chappelle? You Never know, got you know, that you know, answer before? Huh? Never gotten that as Never an answer got, before. No, because you have to say Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle got got to be at the table when they really started doing some fuck shit. And there's few guys that can walk away from that much money 
And um, he showed me that he still believed in integrity. And I think inte integrity is just, is just dead amongst all human beings right now. A few people have integrity. So, and dead, oh, dead, man. I, yo, I have to sit down. I have to sit down with Malcolm X. I got to okay, sit down with Malcolm yeah. X. Mm -hmm. Just to understand, just to understand a little bit. Because now we're seeing now, you know, obviously with the 2020 that we just had with you know, the, the emergence. Well, it's always been, we've been like, all life, we've been dealing with it. But now it's been brought to the forefront, like, you know, the systemic injustice going on in the black community. But I always like to ask Malcolm, how did he find the strength to keep going? Because you, you, you kind of get a feeling in terms of like final pressure that we're just running in quicksand. So those, those are some of the conversations I'll have with Malcolm X. Like, how did he find the will and the strength and the conviction to just keep going? That's a great question, man, because the, <laughs> the, amount, the amount of time people have probably tried to kill that man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Lord. His family. Yeah. Purpose. Oh goodness, it's important. He was important. You, you got to realize you got to realize what you bring to the table. Not, not superficially like all the popular on the theme, the accolades. I'm talking about the content of your work. What are you going to leave? I want to leave a legacy, Mike. I want to be remembered for some. And not just Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Tell um, me about a situation in life hmm. um, where something came up and it changed your mindset in life. Either um, a death or something really negative that happened to you how did a situation in life change your outlook mm -hmm. okay I'll, I'll give it to you like this there will be none of this if it wasn't for this situation i'm about to pin out for you here um mm -hmm. my best friend you know obviously you know you know we played ball in fears mikey he's my best friend over 20 plus years yeah um his mother died from a brain aneurysm but the week his mother died i had talked to her i think she died the friday at lunch i had spoken to her the monday and you know, at the time, you know, you know, in high school, you know, Mike, I had the pimples. I was just like, loud talking, shit talking. Yeah, yeah. But I always could talk. You know, shout, shout out to Byron Ford with the cleanup. You know, listen, Mike. listen. You, you, you talking was an under, that's an understatement, bro. <laughs> I mean, god damn. No, no, no. I used to talk a lot of shit, but it worked when we played ball, though, because yeah. every team needed a Rodman. Every team needed an Artest, right? So, um, the Monday, uh, the Monday, um, Jackie uh, White died. Uh, she died that Friday, but the Monday we had spoken. I was feeling a little bit down on myself, Mike, um, in terms of my self-confidence. This time we're in our great, we're in our senior year of high school. And um, I remember telling her, listen, man, I, you know, I don't think I'm really made for this broadcast because that time we're doing mixed things over that. And she just gave me positive affirmation, positive words of encouragement. And four days later, she died. So I always had this under myself, like, yo, Jackie told me I'm good. I got this. Just, just stay focused on what I'm trying to do. And if it wasn't for those words of encouragement, there would have probably never been a morning detour or running with wolves. Me sitting out here on OXP with Mike Roach. She gave me that push, you know, and, and I spoke about that a little bit and uh, Mike D's wedding as well. If I never had that conversation with her, we would have never been sitting down here right now. Damn. So what makes you feel inspired when you wake up every day? What keeps you going? Woo, Kanye! If Kanye can get up, I can get up. Yo, what keeps me going? People ask me all the time, man. Man, Mike, I think I've come too far, man. I think I've come too far. I, I'm one of those people that, like, like, I'm a stickler for my ideas and my dreams. I have this idea where I want to have a nationally syndicated morning show. I want to I be played from Vancouver to PEI every day from Monday to Friday. I want to create this, fam this familiarity between myself and my listeners where I'm like, I'm a member of the family. I think mm -hmm. I have a pretty interesting life. I've traveled. I think, well, my partner's pretty dope. I have really dope friends. Um, I've interviewed a slew of, of entertainers, actors, influencers, whatever you call it. 
So I think I'm able to really paint a dope picture. I'm educated. I have a degree in college. I have a certificate from university. So I think I'm a very well-rounded person. Sneakerheads, um, guys in the streets. However you want, because get busy. I speak mm. French. I speak English. A little bit, of, a little bit of Spanish. They call me Pablo in Dominican Republic. But um, it just yo, yo, I have to leave a legacy, Mike. You know, there's a fire that burns inside me, Mike. I, the propane is deep within me, Mike. You ever been scared in life about anything? Hell yeah, I've been scared. Mike, I scared every day, Mike. Every day I'm scared. Because sometimes, like, I don't know how people can rock this and I even think like this themselves. Like, sometimes I get on my, um, like, um, before I do the morning show, I know it's a bad habit, guys. I always go smoke a cigarette first just to calm my nerves a little bit. Because in my mind, I'm like, yo, 20,000 people are about to listen to me talk. They're going to criticize. It's different when you rap. It's different when you make beats. It's different when you play basketball. When you when your gift is oratory and people can sit down and criticize what you're saying, now I'm talking about concrete ideas. I'm talking about ideologies. It's different than just rapping or making beats or playing basketball. People are going to sit down and really criticize what you're saying. So you really have to be a substantial person. You know, you really got to come to the table with some kind of level of substance and concrete ideas. You have to know what you're talking about, Mike. Yeah. And I think about all these things. And, you know, I, you know, I owe the listener... Um, the responsibility to, to give them accurate information and to paint a really wide scope of what the situations are. So, you know, I pride myself for that a little bit, Mike. But yeah, I get, I get scared all the time. I get nervous all the time, especially, Mike, when I mess up an intro, because you guys don't know what it's like in my mind. I, I don't <laughs> practice it on my, no, because I done practice it on the balcony a little bit. The night before, I had my split, I practice on the balcony. I say, yo, I'm gonna play the Kanye instrumental. I'm gonna come with the thing like here, I'm gonna go. And then when I get live, I might switch it up and, 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 and I get really down on myself. Okay, okay. How would you introduce me on, on the morning detour? I on mean, the morning detour. Right yeah, Hold see. on a minute. Oh, he, used to, he used to mix up the ball a little bit. He okay. had more handles than Curry. Okay. He was the original and one on Sunday. Yep, we, should yep. call, we should call him Stick Roach. Yep. He's Mike Roach now. He's down with the Raptors. He's out there in the 416. Yeah, He's yeah. OXP Media. He's changing the whole game. So I'm talking about detour this morning. My brother from another mother. Mike Welch, baby. I'm feeling that. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's how you do it. Nobody, nobody intros they guests in the country better than me. I put my life on that. I'll bet you all my Jordans. I sold a lot of my Jordans for my Nike days. But I still, I mean, I'm looking back with you, so I know you're going to get me right. I need some of them OVLs, baby. Listen, man, I love the energy, man. But uh, yeah. I, I know you're on a tight schedule today. So we no, can do this again. We can do this again soon. Whenever but you want, man. But before you get out of here, let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this. All right. Um, if you can give me and the listeners one piece of life advice mm. before we get out of here, what would it be? You know, I mean, you know, as corny as it sounds, one of my biggest life advice I'll tell people is like, whatever you want to do, just don't listen to nobody. Do what you want to do. You know, people people just have opinions. Like, you know, everybody has one. You know, you know, guys. You know, everybody's gonna feel like an asshole. But whatever you want to do, don't let nobody distract you, man. Like, cause it's gonna burn you. I would hate to be that person that always wants to do something and I let other people distract me from doing it. And then now you're 80 years old, Mike. You're the retirement home, wishing you had been on air, wishing you had, you know, you wishing you had taken the opportunity that, that God has presented before you. Take the chances on yourself. Bet on yourself. Listen, that you, you listen. You're a hundred percent right at that. I love that advice, man. I saw this quote the other day too. Now that you say that, before you, yeah. know, I saw this quote yeah. that said, "said it's it's better for you to fail at something you love than yeah. to be the best at something you hate." Yeah. Oh, oh you gotta send me that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
in on the shirt. OXP 2021, baby. That's what I'm saying. And and I really believe that, man. But, yo, listen, my man, Ian Thomas, Anytime, radio baby. host and podcaster, <laughs> Detour 514, Running with the Wolves. Man, listen, first of all. Man, I got to come back. I got to come back and talk about Running with the Wolves with you, but I'm talking yeah, about we do. We got to really go come... into that podcast. We really gotta get... <laughs> yo, but listen, tell us where we can find you at online with all your different yes, shows. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, really, really simple. Uh, you can find me online. I'm on IG, W Moon Chaser. The morning show is Detour 514. Or you can find the podcast, um, Wolves 514. Um, listen, we up there, Mike. Yo, when I come back, I'm going to talk about free agents. Me, there's a platform of black podcasts from around the country. Anyways, why come back? I always got stuff going on. Yeah, Detour 514, every Friday. You can, listen, you can listen on the app, the TuneIn app. Look for CKUT. The show is called The Morning Detour. Every Friday from 7 to 9, hosted by myself and SoK. Lolo, um, Lolo, call it Lorena. And uh, yeah, man, it's hot, man. The best morning show in the country, I promise you. All right, facts. Ian Thomas, radio host and podcaster in the MTL. Ian, appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Woo! <laughs> You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at oxp.media or at microach7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.